I was Cornholio. I, I worked <laughs> on that impression for years on end. Oh, you're in trouble now. Why? 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 Welcome back to IMDb is Obsessed. I'm Alex, a producer here at IMDb, joined by TV writer Gina Ippolito. Hi, hi. Hi, how you doing this week, Gina? I'm great. You and I had a lovely beach weekend with our friends, and that was a really fun, restorative thing. Living in California, I feel like I don't go to the beach enough. Yeah, me neither. And I, you know what actually gets in the way a lot is my question I want to ask you this week. You famously love to do a epic binge, a full marathon of something, a marathon challenge, if you will, your Marvel watch through from start to finish all in order. You've done all of, you know, 45 seasons of Doctor Who. <laughs> What's up next? You know, that's a great question. And I, I frequently ask myself that because a, a couple years ago, I started Star Trek and I got through the original series. Oh. And and once I hit the movies, then they came out with like three new Star Trek shows. Like there was the, <laughs> yeah. the animated Lower Decks and then like the new ones. And I sort of got overwhelmed <laughs> by the Star Trek universe. But I might go back to it. I've also really wanted to do all the Disney animated movies in order, starting with Snow White. Right. And sort of to see the progression of animation and even go up to the Pixar days. And I think that would be a really fun one to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I started doing some of those myself and kind of fell off in the uh, kind of war years when they were making those animation <laughs> roundups that weren't nearly as compelling as like the early movies. They were there's no Snow White. Let's say that. Yeah, I I actually I made it through to all, through all of those. I had never watched them originally, but yeah, like the three caballeros yeah. and and all of those and I was just sort of like, well, I I kind of see why I, they didn't I never watched these <laughs> yeah, when Dis I was little. Yeah, Disney needed some money to uh, you know, line his pockets for that theme park. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we got there. We got there. All yeah. right. Well, speaking of a very diverse and original uh, filmography like Walt Disney's, this week we're actually obsessed with three very different and very original films. So there should be a little something on the cinematic sampler platter for everyone out there. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating or review because that always really helps us out. All right. We're going to begin with my pick. It's an Indian film, RRR. Then our producer Jeff will pop by to talk Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And we'll save the best for last. Gina will tell us about Beavis and Butthead, Do the Universe. All right. We're going to start with RRR. This is the one to watch if you're looking for absolutely epic action. I went to see this in theaters because I've heard that that is the best way to experience this three-hour and seven-minute historical epic. Um, and while seeing it, there were five genuine, sincere, oh my God, applause breaks from the sold out crowd in this kind of small art house theater on a Sunday night. Amazing. Five, where people were just like bursting with excitement about this movie. And we all stood and applauded the movie at the end. And it wasn't because there were people in the audience uh, or, you know, there that night because they worked on the film. We just genuinely were that excited that people got up and wanted to applaud for this movie. Uh, it was an experience. Um, I've heard so much good, good, uh, Buzz about this film on Twitter. People have been very excited about it. 
and I had to experience, I went into it as cold as that, just knowing that this was something very exciting. But here's a little bit of background on it. It's an Indian Telugu language historical epic, and it does take some liberties with historical accuracy. And it tells this incredibly inspiring and action-packed saga of Brotherhood, family, rebellion, RRR stands for rise, roar, revolt, and a number of other things. They actually kind of play with the letters as they go through uh, in really fun and surprising ways. Um, And yeah, the whole film really makes you want to rise, roar, and revolt. It's so much fun. Gina, you actually just watched this as well, right? Yeah, so I I watched it on Netflix, and I loved it so much that now I want to go to the theaters and see it, because I think you're right. I think in the theaters... It would have been amazing. It was amazing on my TV in my living room. I just could not find the time this week to go and see it. I saw people recommending it. I saw it on Twitter. I saw the runtime and was a little bit sort of like, oof, a three-hour movie. My buddy Skander was like, it goes by fast. You will not even notice it. And man, was he right. Because I could have watched eight hours of that movie There's an incredible CGI tiger scene. There's, you know, guys just in peak physical shape doing insane, amazing stunts. Dancing as well. Yeah, it's not just action. It's hard to encapsulate, but, you know, here's kind of the logline of it. It's set in 1920, following two real revolutionaries who fought the British occupation of India, Kamaram Bhim and Aluri Sitaram Raju. The pair become unlikely brothers in the same fight and the rescue of a young girl who has been taken from Beam's village by oppressive white colonists. And the director, S.S. Rajamuli, tells this story, this historical epic, with nonstop physics be damned action of a Fast and Furious movie. There's a twisty whose side are you on drama of John Woo's Hard Boiled or Martin Scorsese's The Departed. And that's all mixed with a helping of show-stopping dance moves of a step-up 3D. Um, there is a suspenders dance set to a song called Natu Natu. Uh, I have posted it on my Instagram. It's 30 seconds of pure joy, and it is maybe my favorite experience. That was, I believe, the first big applause break where people were like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe what's going on. And it was just for uh, two men snapping their suspenders in beat to a very, very energetic, almost electronic song, right? The fact that the dancing is as exciting and amazing and well choreographed as the fighting in this is truly amazing. I I think that like, I don't, you know, some people might think, oh, I'm not into dancing. I'm not into musicals. And it very much is not that. It's sort of like three hours of fighting and then here's a musical dance break. And I was all in. Yeah, right. And the two leads are doing a lot of these action. Well, they're doing the dancing, of course, but they're also doing all of these stunts. They are Ram Sharan and Inti Rama Rao Jr. And they are incredible. We are introduced to these two characters first. Ram Sharan is introduced to us putting down an uprising of an entire, uh, like, what, hundreds of people in a crowd? Yeah. Himself. He is dispatched (laughs) to take on and fight an entire crowd uh, with a wooden stick, and it is incredible. And then we meet our second hero, Inti Rama Rao Jr., and he's fighting tigers and wolves in the jungle. And then once they team up and start to take on the world together, it just is so explosive, so cool as any kind of buddy cop, buddy, you know, action epic can be. It's one of those movies where I'm not familiar with the main actors or the director, S.S. Rajamuli, 
And I want to watch everything that they're all a part of now. It's all so exciting. They're such amazing physical and dramatic performers that I want to see what they've done and everything. And S.S. Rajamuli is such a impressive director who takes every kind of genre and mixes them together in such incredible ways uh, that I, I got to see what else he's done. And, and, you know, two of those movies that he's made are two of the um, highest grossing films in India, Bahubali, the beginning and Bahubali two, the conclusion, uh, the first one being the fifth highest movie in India. And number two, the conclusion that is the highest grossing movie in all of India. So this guy is setting records. It's already a sensation abroad, and now it's really starting to hit with audiences here. It is presented in its original Telugu. The version on Netflix is dubbed into Hindi with all of the original music. So if you can catch it in theaters, I, I, I would I would absolutely recommend that's the best way to see it. The biggest endorsement I can give is that with my tight schedule, watching one three-hour movie in a day is, is a lot. But now the fact that I plan on going to see it in the theaters, that's that's six hours that I will have dedicated to this movie. Uh, that's, that's my ringing endorsement. There's also a pretty cool... I don't want to call it a cameo because she's in in it throughout. Oh, but sure. Allison yeah. Duty from who is probably most well known as Elsa from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is in this movie as one of the bad Brits. And I'm very excited to see her still acting and still acting in cool stuff, still acting in kick butt action movies. So that was pretty cool. And her husband is played by Ray Stevenson, who everyone probably knows as Volstagg from the Thor movies. So those those two also are, are killing it in this movie. I genuinely hated them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they play absolutely awesome heels. And the role of the paramour for Beam's character, Jennifer, played by Olivia Morris, they were actually trying to get Daisy Edgar Jones to play that role at one point. And this just shows that, you know, they're really trying to cross over and attract some, you know, kind of Hollywood or, you know, English stars to play these roles. After I watched this, I was thinking, how awesome would it be if if the Academy Awards runoff sort of came down to this and one of my other favorite movies this year, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is another movie with insanely amazing action sequences. Clash of the Titans, man. Let's yeah. see those two go head to head in the Oscar race and I will be very happy. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Those are my two favorites competing uh, for the best of for this year. All right. Now we are going to go on to our next movie, which Gina and I actually didn't get a chance to screen yet, but it has a ringing endorsement from our producer, Jeff. Jeff, come on and tell us about Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Hey, Alex. Hey, Gina. Hi. All right. You got to answer the question of the week. What is your next marathon challenge? What are you binging? Ooh. Okay. So this is actually... Also inspired by a previous episode of I'm Be As Obsessed, Alex, when you and Lizzie uh, spoke with Karina Longworth, you talked about American Gigolo uh, with Richard Gere. It's a Paul Schrader film. That got me thinking about Paul Schrader. I'm going to do a Schrader marathon top to bottom. I love it. Tell me how it goes. I think you're going to get really into some of these. He has got such a varied and weird filmography. And there's one you actually will have to watch two versions of. There's the authorized version of Dying of the Light and then the un the unauthorized 
dark cut that Paul Schrader has done. Yeah. So, you know, he's once you start delving into this, this world of Paul Schrader, it's, it's a dark and uh, twisted world that I think you're going to (laughs) enjoy. Oh man. I'm very excited for that. Today I come bearing a recommendation that is not nearly as dark and twisted. It is Marcel the Shell with shoes on, whether you knew you wanted it or not. This is the feature-length adaptation of that hit YouTube short starring Jenny Slate, which was created by her and director Dean Fleischer Camp. I'm sure you two are familiar with the original shorts. You guys were fans of them. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's such a funny, weird uh, just kind of thing you discovered on YouTube in those early days where you're like, oh, I think I know who is the voice of that. Yeah, that that first video came out in October of 2010. Wow. So take yourselves back wow. there. Um, it has over 32 million views on YouTube, just that first one. Um, for those who aren't familiar with what this adorable critter sounds mm-hmm. like and looks like, uh, according to him, here's a little snippet. My name is Marcel. Mar- oh, no, that's the, not the first time I've done that. My name is Marcel, and I'm partially a shell, as you can see on my body, but I also have shoes and um, a face, so I like that about myself, and I like myself, and I have a lot of other good qualities as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's this adorable little shell. He, you know, ties a hair to a piece of lint and drags it around as a pet. His skis are toenails from a man, Um, you know, and... It's that cuteness uh, that has now been adapted into a 90-minute movie. Right. We love a 90-minute movie. Sorry to the three-hour epic. Of course, there are going to be epics. They deserve to be. But this is a perfect 90-minute movie as far as I'm concerned. You can fit two Marcel the Shells inside of one RR. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And that's so cute. <laughs> Jenny Slate's back. She is voicing Marcel, of course. And she co-writes the film alongside Dean Fleischer Camp, the original creators of the shorts. Um, and... Dean Fletcher Camp also plays a somewhat more prominent role. He's the documentarian telling the story about Marcel. In the movie, we're tracking Marcel and his grandmother, who's voiced by Isabella Rossellini, uh, which is so wonderful. Um, as Marcel says in the movie, uh, his his grandmother has an accent because she grew up in the garage and... Uh, <laughs> She traveled over to the main house in someone's pocket when she was very little. And it's that kind of adorable humor that runs throughout. But it's also akin to a Pixar film like Soul, where, yes, it's totally family friendly and you absolutely could bring your kids to it. It is extremely melancholic and Mm. somewhat heartbreaking at parts as well. And it deals with grief and loss and fear of change. So it has that Pixar sense where you're like, I don't know, do kids, is this resonating with kids? Are these parts resonating with kids? It's a little hard to know, but as an adult viewer, it's, it's really poignant. But it also remains extremely funny and physical as we see Marcel, you know, navigating the house inside of a tennis ball that he rolls around in and he can't see anything. Or he, you know, jumps off of a table and lands on a spoon that hits an orange up onto a spice rack. It, just because, you yeah. know, because that's the life that, that Marcel lives. But it's this wonderful combination of humor and heart. I really couldn't recommend it more. It sounds like you could do an appetizer 
of Marcel the shell with shoes on, get sentimental and melancholic and go for a little walk and then come back and sit down to your dinner of RRR and <laughs> yeah. get really riled up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or take the edge off after because, you know, sometimes after True. it's like I, I came home from that screening just like wanting to, you know, yell and scream and fight a tiger. Uh, yeah. But needed something yeah. to, you know, kind of like bring me back down to earth. Yeah. I- I'd say, too, I recommend it in theaters on the grounds that – it's a nice shared emotional experience. Uh, you feel the sweetness in the room with everyone. I'll also just say Alex knows I have a big pet peeve uh, about movies having a going viral sequence. <laughs> Anytime when characters like have posted something online and now they've gone viral and they have to <laughs> deal with the fallout. I, I don't like that because I never believe it. But in this movie, because that is what really happened – uh, we are dropped into the time before the Marcel shorts came out into the world. And then they do go viral, which they actually did in the real world. And then, you know, Marcel has to deal with the reality of that. And Marcel is also looking for his family. That's the sense of loss and grief in it that I was talking yeah. about. And he's wrestling with the idea that online is an audience, not necessarily a community. And... I think it really oh. smartly tackles these themes of internet and virality that is refreshing. So I give it the pass. It is allowed to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Because the thing is, is that usually, and I think why we both bristle at the idea of it, is that virality fixes something. It's like a sad mm. person who has no friends or, you know, a sad character who has no friends or a character who's, you know, trying to find whatever. They go viral and then it's like, yeah, now everything's good <laughs> instead of like Marcel then becomes the next theme to investigate, which is yeah. the I don't know, more interesting way. All right. Well, I'll leave this sweetness behind to let you guys take us to what I imagine Gina in her metaphor will call the dessert uh, <laughs> after the appetizer of Marcel and the meal of RRR. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Gina, tell us about Beavis and Butthead. Do the universe. <laughs> I need TV for my bunghole. Jeff is spot on. This is absolutely the dessert of the meal. <laughs> uh, I I really enjoyed this. I I think that you know this is this was a lead up to the show that's coming out the 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 reboot or revival whatever you want to call it of the Beavis and Butthead show. So Mike Judge sort of started out with this thought of. How do we get those characters who were huge in the 90s? I mean, I used to watch them. Did you, Alex? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I I, I was Cornholio. I, I worked <laughs> on that impression for years on end. Same, same. So I, I was, I absolutely went around uh, calling myself Cornholio as well with my T-shirt <laughs> over my head. Yep. Uh, so, so Mike Judge sort of started out with this question of how do you take these two 90s characters and justify the fact that now it's 2022 and they're here again for the show. Uh, so he did that with this movie, 
which he basically said, all right, let's let's take these two very, very 90s characters. Right. They were sort of this this low these low status idiots uh, just lazing around. How do we take those characters and bring them into 2022? And he does that by saying, well, let's have them go to space and go through a black hole. Yep. <laughs> Easy enough. And yeah. yeah and go. <laughs> and Yeah. And and it worked perfectly, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, yeah. I, I think that sometimes when you try to take characters that were big and from a different time and update them, sometimes it doesn't work. Either something gets lost or now they seem sort of offensive or problematic. And Mike Judge managed to navigate that brilliantly here by still there are still the same low status idiots who are thinking about scoring but everyone around them is so much smarter and so much higher status that that it's just it it all works yeah absolutely so i really enjoyed it yeah because you know you'd think that the innuendo and you know dumb potty humor of the 90s wouldn't be able to update but the ways that they find figure out to do it, you know, dropping them into 2022 and they actually have them wander onto a college campus and into a gender studies class being taught by uh, a professor voiced by Tig Notaro, uh, the hilarious stand-up comedian. And she teaches them about white privilege, which of course Beavis and Butthead get all wrong, take all the wrong lessons from and use an excuse to do whatever they want, um, eventually stealing a cop car. Uh, it's a great twist on that idea. And again, like updates Beavis and Butthead, puts them in this new context and kind of like uh, makes some of their terrible things that they used to do in the past, like make a little bit more sense that they're stuck in this time period and that they're, they don't, <laughs> they are not a part of the present day, which, you know, is its own source of comedy in itself. Yeah, I think seeing them say to two cops, don't worry, we have white privilege, uh, was made right. me laugh very hard. Yes. And like I said, it perfectly sets it up for the TV series that now you're like, yep, these guys are, they're in yeah. 2022, but they're pretty much exactly the same as they were in 1990. Yeah. Uh, oh, I which, mean, this which is, is not a bad thing, in my opinion. No, it's very, very similar to Beavis and Butthead Do America. I mean, this the title mm -hmm. is even <laughs> reminiscent, Do the Universe, <laughs> uh, which, it's a good formula. Uh, Jay and Bi Silent Bob Strike Back is is a similar formula. Two idiots, you know, cross cross the nation together and wreak havoc wherever they go with not understanding what's going on. But there were enough funny jokes to keep it together. Like there's a Cornholio prison riot that made me very happy, obviously, to see Cornholio back in action after all these years. Yeah, same, same. I'm very happy that Cornholio is going to be introduced to a whole new generation. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just now all the preteen boys with their shirts over their heads running around <laughs> yelling about TP. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Bring yeah, me back. I, if anyone has, if anyone has like a, a 15 year old kid and you want to <laughs> see them do their cornholio, uh, cornholio impression for the next nine years, show them this movie. And, and again, I want to see it. I will say when I was watching this movie, I was not expecting to see a sort of music video for how am I supposed to live without you? But oh, yeah, right. that's that they, they use that in this movie to brilliant effect. And I found myself sort of singing along and it's all done with a lot of humor. So, yeah, I recommend this one, too. It's a great blast of nostalgia. The jokes all really work. And, you know, it's it's the original voices plus some awesome new voices too yeah. so perfect dessert 
one of those voices I'll tie in to that song by Michael Bolton is David Herman, who played Michael Bolton, not the <laughs> singer, but the character from uh, Office Space. Uh, Mike Judge <laughs> loves making fun of Michael Bolton uh, throughout everything he does for whatever reason. But yeah, he's uh, he's a guy who's in uh, uh, all has been in Beavis and Butthead, has been in King of the Hill, which uh, Mike Judge co-created. He's always been a guy that he goes back to. And of course, Mike Judge playing Beavis and Butthead in this and a bunch of other voices as well. Yeah, and he didn't miss a step. No. Beavis and Butthead still sound the same. No de-aging necessary on Beavis or (laughs) Butthead. (laughs) Well, to help you keep track of everything we recommended or reference today, check out the show notes for an IMDb list with all the movies and shows we just name dropped. Uh, And then if you find yourself with friends or family trying to figure out what to watch next, go to the IMDb What to Watch app on Fire TV You can play quick games that will help your group decide what to watch instead of just scrolling streaming services forever. Whatever you choose to watch, we want to hear about it. Or if you've got a really great Cornholio impression, you can throw that at us as well. Tweet at IMDb using the hashtag IMDbisobsessed. Or you can always email us at obsessedpodcast at imdb.com. And remember to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Gina, thank you so much for going on this cinematic journey with me this week. Thank you. This has left me optimistic for the rest of the summer because these movies at the start of the season are killing it. Yeah, I've already got dueling favorite movies of the year and a Beavis and Butthead movie. What a good time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week, Gina. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.